Hello, everybody, and welcome to or welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm immediately going to go to my guest by phone. He's in prison. He was January 6th. He was present at the Capitol, and he's been arrested, and he's been in prison. We will find out how long in a moment. I spoke to him about a half year ago. He is still there. His name is John Mellis, M-E-L-L-I-S. And we have three subjects to talk about, beginning with him. So, John, I don't normally say, how are you? (laughs) Because it's just the American way, which is fine, of saying hello. But in your case, I really want to know, how are you? Um, Well, um, in general, I'm not doing well. Uh, extremely depressed and uh, heartbroken uh, with everything that's going on in my situation and so many of our situations, several dozen of us. Um, but I'm full of uh, hope, and um, I've uh, I, uh, been drawn closer to God and to my uh, my uh, walk with Him throughout this journey. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you so much, Mr. Prager, for having me on the show and for really caring about the treatment of us January Sixers, uh, especially the dozens of us here in the D.C. jail, it has been horribly inhumane, and I hope we can shed light on this issue uh, so this never happens to American citizens again. Um, I, can, uh, I can go through a list of some pretty uh, uh, serious violations of human rights. I want you uh, to, actually. Want. I just want people to know that it is painful to me, and, and I'm not easily in pain, But it is painful to me to think that my beloved America has political prisoners. But it does, and it's the first time in my life that I have ever used the term with regard to America, just like the Soviet Union did. But we have Soviet types. They're called leftists. They are indistinguishable from the Soviet left. I'm not talking about liberals. They're just weak. But I'm talking about the left. So first, before the conditions... In, in the prison, please tell me how long you've been there and how long do they expect to keep you there? So I've been uh, locked up about 19 months so far uh, with no bond. And do I still have you? We lost the line. That's odd. Wonder if the prison authorities are not happy with his speaking. Any idea, Sean, what might have happened? Interesting. Nineteen months. Without bond. Pe- pe- people who people people with armed robbery. People who beat people up in in the street, people who wreck ent- entire businesses, they're out. With, I I know I don't understand. I, I would help raise the money for the bond, but they don't. But they don't. They don't, I don't understand. There's no bond. Does does he threaten this country like like the leftists who who ruined so many cities in 2020? How many of them are in prison for 19 months? Well, I don't know what happened, my friends. 
Are we trying to reestablish connection, Sean? Yeah, so, well, uh, look, there is another line. He could get in. I mean, there's no... Uh, this is disturbing to me that this happened. It's hard for me to believe they're not monitoring the call at the D.C. prison. Wow. John Mellis saw a, a woman beaten and trampled to death tried to save her by getting officers off her and for that he was put in prison with no bond. I assume the man doesn't have any rap sheet like all these people, these violent criminals who ironically also have no bond. They don't have to pay anything and they're just out. He can't pay something and get out. Well... The woman that was was killed that day was less well-known than Ashley Babbitt. It's named Roseanne Boyland. John, do you have any idea what happened? We have you back. Yes, sir. Uh, well, the phones got cut off for just a second. <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly what happened, but sometimes this happens uh, when there's an incident. And to be honest with you, it was just an incident. Um, there was uh, earlier about... A, you know, 15 minutes ago, there was um, uh, a lady came in with, um, it's, it's called ERT, Emergency Response Team, which is like basically the internal SWAT team, the guards that are geared up and they have masks on and they, they hid their name tags and they didn't acknowledge their names. And they came in and they took two, two Jan Fixers Discovery out of their cell, their, um, their um, uh, memory cards and their uh, flash drives. So that they, uh, which is all their evidence for their trials and their cases. Uh, they, I'm just getting the uh, details of what happened specifically, but I do know they went into two men's cell cells and they all right. took their. Um, okay, look, you're you're the issue right now. So again, you were yeah. there 19 months. Is there a trial date set? I have no trial date set yet. I have still yet to have a bond hearing, so I'm going to be going up for that hopefully in the next few weeks, but it keeps getting continued for various reasons. Um, they, um, for, uh, yeah, nearly uh, the last 19 months, about a year of it has been spent on solitary confinement. Um, no visitations or video visitations for any of us. Um, we have witnessed occasional beatings by race, racist correctional officers. One time, guards went into a man's cell in the middle of the night, zip-tied his hands and feet, and beat him within an inch of his life. He still can't see totally out of one of his eyes. Um, another one just a month ago was um, Garrett Miller. Was They opened his door and yelled at him to put his mask on while he was inside his cell. They put him in handcuffs, and then they yanked those handcuffs way up above his head, his, his wrists nearly ripping his arms out of his sockets, carried him down the stairs and out of the pod. Uh, this is the kind of thing we've been, we've been, had a man, uh, Jake Lang, punched in the gut and his head slammed on the wall for singing the national anthem. Um, there's threats of violence regularly. We've had our, our food poisoned with cleaning chemicals before. There's black, every, and, 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 and the, the poisoning of the food happens at certain times when this jail gets into trouble for, 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 with the courts for, um, one man had a, a, a cancer, uh, and they were refusing him medical treatment, so the jail got held in contempt. 
and they were falsifying uh, his medical documents and things like that. So they got held in contempt. The next day, our food take was spiked with bleach or some kind of cleaning chemicals. Um, there's uh, black mold everywhere. The brown, stinky water out of our sinks when we push the button to get water to be brown, yellow, it smells putrid. Uh, the grievance process here is completely broken. You, there, it, 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 it is, there is no due process. You can't complain about anything. We know the administration clearly hates us because we are Trump supporters, as evident by Deputy Warden Kathleen Landerkin's own tweets and social media posts that she's now deleted. But she had dozens of them where she was saying that, um, you know, she can't wait for white men to go extinct and that uh, F all Trump supporters and things of this nature. She's the deputy Um, warden? The deputy warden, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Wow. She, is she still is she still in that position? Oh, of course. I'm surprised they haven't given her a, a, a you know. A, a, a who was who was the chief who was the chief warden? Oh, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not totally. I, I, there's so many names. There's deputy wardens, wardens. There's directors. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I see. I get a, I'm at this point. Do, yeah. do you have a but, public uh, defender? I had a public defender. <clears throat> I fired him late last year. Uh, he was a, he hated all of us. He hated me. He hated Trump. He was very clear about that all the time. He was putting me down in our meetings whenever he would meet me. He really, really, really neglected me. Uh, and he, um, I, along with a dozen, the real big issue that I want to talk with you today about is Roseanne Boyland. People on our side need to know that Roseanne Boyland was murdered on January 6th in the tunnel and there's a, a, at least a dozen men in here that witnessed that and tried to help, and me included, and were being threatened with 5, 10, 15 years in prison. And, and, it, and we watched this happen. Everyone was screaming for help. The evidence is clear. The footage is clear. It's already been released. We are very... Okay, uh, we're going to continue. John, we've got to take a break. Yes, uh, and I, and I, I need to know how more I can help you. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I'm speaking with an American political prisoner, John Millis. He's at D.C. prison, 19 months, for being in the state, uh, the, the nation's capital on January 6th, being accused of hitting a guard while trying to save the life of a woman a demonstrator in there who was beaten and trampled to death. There's a video of it. You can judge it for yourself. I consider him a political prisoner. I asked you if you had a a lawyer, specifically public defender. Apparently you did. And just to recap what you said, it was someone who hated uh, Trump and therefore hated you. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I fired him late last year because he finally admitted to me. He bounced around the issue for quite a while, all year, really. He never addressed it, but he finally told me uh, that, in his belief, Roseanne Boylan got what she deserved. So I I fired him that day, Uh, and I was um, uh, luckily helped by the the readers at the Gateway Pundit. um, Really, really, really helped me. The great American people helped me raise the... uh, the money to afford uh, uh, another lawyer. Before the time is up, because the prison allows you a limited time, how can people help you? 
Well, if you would like to know, if you would like to help me or any of these other men or get to know us better in our own words and to get to know the story of Roseanne Boyland, um, the reporting, the great reporting that's been done uh, by Kara Castronova and other people, um, go to wearegoodmen.com. That's very easy to remember, wearegoodmen.com. And it, it'll also have information on that uh, website, uh, not only um, testimonials by us, our uh, Jan Sixers, and uh, reporting on Roseanne Boylan, but also information on the nightly vigil that Ashley Babbitt's mother, we affectionately call Mama Mickey, um, she has been holding nightly vigils all through August and September now, she's decided, um, every night from 7 to 9.30. Um, and uh, she is... Where does she, wait, where does she hold the vigil? She holds it in front of the D.C. jail over by the Congressional Cemetery. And um, there's also several live streamers that are, there, that are there every night. So if you're across the country and you want to follow on the live stream, if you go to wearegoodmen.com, you can get a, there's a list of some of the. And by the way, just let me, tell, let me just tell my listeners, there's a link to that at DennisPrager.com. So you don't even have to remember the name. Just either way, go directly or through DennisPrager.com. Continue, John. Yes, sir. And um, one other website I'd like to plug for, for Mama Mickey because it, 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 she is so near and dear to all of our hearts. She is absolutely amazing. Is forashley.com. It's the number four Ashley with an I dot com. Forashley.com. She she is um, you know she is with us. Her spirit is with us every day. And Mama Mickey, I have got to tell you, she has I, I she has been organizing these vigils outside the D.C. jail for us for August and September. Um, she is clearly the spiritual leader of, of, of the Jan Sixers. Uh, we all love her, uh, and it has been one of the great joys of my life to get to know her personally over the last You're year. a good man. I mean, you, you keep deflecting the attention onto others. I, I want to go back to you now. I'm, I'm very happy you mentioned uh, Ashley Babbitt's mother and that you mentioned the, the woman whom you saw killed in front of you, Roseanne Boyland. Back to you. How long were you in solitary confinement? Um, uh, I think it's like 270 days or something like that. So it's almost a year. I mean, it's, it's close to a year of 23 hours in your cell. And the max we got was, was uh, two hours out. So it's 20, 23 or 22 hours in our cell straight every day. Um, with no, with no contact with another prisoner or anyone else? No visitors? Uh, yeah, no, 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 sir. Yeah, no visit. Oh, visits. See, this is this is this is one of the craziest things in my uh, in my experience is that oh, through all of this, all year, the abuses, the beatings, the the, the solitary confinements, the, the the poisoned foods, no video visitation and no physical visitation. We have no visit. We watch the other parts of the jail get visitation, contact visits and video visits. We are not allowed. It is. It is. I have not seen my loved ones' faces in over a in over a year and a half. My uh, my girlfriend. Um, you know, my my son. I have a 14 year old son. His voice is changing. He's taller than me now, from what people say. I I I, I miss my family dearly. I want. You know, one of the things I wanted to touch on is with with the Roseanne Boylan situation. Um, you know, there's a dozen of us that witnessed her being beaten uh, unconscious on the ground um, and we're sitting here and 
without video, without visitation, without being able to contact, we have no bond. We have, we have, we have mental health issues, and I'm going to say specifically, I, look, her, the screams for help, the screams of bloody murder that her friend and many other people were screaming there in that hallway while the cops were beating her unconscious body haunt me at night. I need to speak to my family. I need to, I need to speak to even a therapist. I need some help coping with this is insane. They've locked me in a black mold infested brown watered sink box for a year and a half and with occasional beatings from racist correctional officers. I have no ability to get over the trauma that, that we all experienced that day with the I mean, the video is clear. Lila Morris beat, Officer Lila Morris beat Roseanne Boyland with a stick while she was unconscious on the ground. There's other witnesses that were unconscious on the ground. Tommy Tatum, Philip Anderson, they were unconscious. They were on the bottom of this, this the, 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 you know, on the, uh, underneath the cop's feet and the pile of people that were being pushed over. Um, they are out there speaking out, but, you know, People on our own side of the aisle are not even aware of the name Roseanne Boyland, and we need to do everything we can. Please go to wearegoodmen.com. There's a lot of reporting at the bottom of that page on the Roseanne Boyland situation and spread that information. Make it go viral. We need everyone to know what happened to Roseanne Boyland and what they're doing to at least a dozen detainees because we witnessed what happened to her. It is, it, it, I, I, five, ten, fifteen years in prison for, for I can't, I, 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 we tried to help. It's just, it's very, uh, you know, where is, you know, you know, Mama Mickey has come out and she is speaking out for us. She is here seven to nine thirty every night in front of this jail. The live streams on that website. Please, please, please show your support come out, watch the live streams, you know, we need, we need, we need, we need Steve Bannon to be covering this more than he is, we need Julie Kelly to be covering this more than, more than she is, they, we love them both, but you know, they're not covering it the way that they should be right now, we need them, Mama Mickey needs you, we need you, we, we need you, we need you. Do you have a, do you have a lawyer now? Yes, sir. I have a, an amazing lawyer right now. I'm happy with him. Would you do um, me a favor? You know, I, uh, please uh, email me his contact. I want to talk to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We should have him on, Alan. When I was much younger, I was active on behalf of Soviet dissidents. I went to the Soviet Union. I smuggled out letters from Soviet dissidents. And the thought never occurred to me that I would be speaking to an American dissident. John Mellis is in prison, now 19 months, for January 6th. He's not the only one. He has spent almost a year in solitary confinement, which is, I do not consider waterboarding torture. I consider it terror, but not torture. I consider solitary confinement torture. For the record, I have spoken out against solitary confinement in general, 
well, well before January 6th. In the rarest of cases of mass murderers who threaten other prisoners with death, it may be necessary, but in general, it is just torture. Do you have reading material? Uh, yes, sir. At this point, we, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've been down a long road of, of getting all the things that we, uh, you know, some, well, some of the things that we uh, we need and things like you know reading material and all the all the things. Um, but um, you know, it's been a year and a half, so now we yeah, we have books. I'm, I'm actually rereading Jordan Peterson's Twelve Twelve Rules for Life. I, uh, he's one of my heroes. So um, yes, he's he's worthy of being one of your heroes. I adore that man. I'm with him a lot. And to know him is uh, intimately is to know that everything that people who don't know him personally think is accurate. He's a special human being. As indeed you are, do you get to speak to your son? I uh, speak to him uh, with phone calls. <coughs> um, I, um, I feel, um, yes, yes, I, I, I get to speak to him. I, I, I feel terrible when I do, but yes, I... I speak to him. If it would help for me to speak to him and tell him what a special man his father is, I would be happy to do that for you, John. Well, that would that would that would be the world to me. I mean, I I, I respect you so much. I I mean, you know, I, I said about Jordan Peterson being one of my heroes, but you you are as well. I'm I'm, I'm actually very very honored. Um, thank you so well, much. Well, th that's fine, and I'm very moved. But I I mean it about your son. I think it's important that he know that the unfortunately his his country has hurt his father inexplicably terribly. I am going to speak to your lawyer as well. I'm going to have your lawyer on, on my show. By the way, I I will do whatever I can for you. I will be in Washington in the very beginning of October for the release of the next volume of my Bible commentary. And I, I'm, now that I know about this vigil, I'm going to try to see if I can get there in my during my short stay in Washington. So w right now, is everything in limbo? I mean, is nothing happening with you? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, everything's in limbo um, I have no trial date set. I've uh, my new lawyer. We we filed our bond uh, motion in late December, and that was in late December. And um, it's just been postponed and continued for various reasons. It is now you know almost September, um, and uh, we have a bond hearing set for September, uh, late September. But um, we'll see because it it's kind of a running joke, a very sad running joke with my my friends and family that it's going to get postponed again you know and would you would you like to hear from from listeners i mean just to write you via email would that be of help to you i mean uh, yes sir um the uh the address here is uh uh 1901 east uh, uh southeast uh oh man i'm i'm spacing uh E Street, South. Oh, uh, you know, South, maybe South. we'll we'll put it up on on at yes, DennisPrager.com. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. 1901 Southwest E Street, E Street, Washington D.C. 
3 Right, so there's no email. There's only only uh, snail mail. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes. There, is, there is text messages um, if you get the Getting Out app. Uh, and there is text messages on a, on a, on a tablet. All right, well, please Which know is, is, uh, you, you have a big supporter in me, and uh, we will be in touch, and I will do whatever I can. John Mellis, b- believe it or not, you are a hero, too. You need to know that. So God bless you. Okay, everybody, I was very tough. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here. Hope you had a good weekend. I'm still recovering from the, my talk last hour with the January 6th prisoner. We have political prisoners. We beat them. The left is turning this country into what it turned Russia into in 1917. If they continue to dominate, we will become like the Soviet Union in terms of suppression of speech, suppression of rights, jailing of dissidents, you name it. I don't foresee mass murder like in the Gulag, but everything else I foresee that took place in the Soviet Union should the left be allowed to continue and the battle is with the liberal the liberal has no values that the left has but but was so taught to fear the right that they vote for the Democrats who are no longer liberal but leftist hello everybody Dennis Prager here and a good Monday hope you had a good weekend I do, ho- I do hope you had a good weekend. If you don't have a good weekend, it's probably some domestic issue. could be a health issue. Whatever it is, I wish you well. And to the rest of you, I'd like to reinforce, restate a, a motto I came up with years ago, which one of you made into a, a uh, jingle. And that is, if nothing's horrific, life is terrific. If nothing's horrific, then life is terrific. That's right. That's the way you have to look at it. Because once it becomes horrific, you look back and you go, why didn't I realize how good it was before this crisis? A big issue. According to University of Penn Wharton School, the Biden school plan could exceed $1 trillion. Did you know, I did not know until I read this article, but there's a provision that uh, there's a cap of loan repayment at 5% of the borrower's income. This was the last paragraph of this article. That's why they say it could reach a trillion dollars. One possible problem researchers found with the income-driven repayment plan is that students may be incentivized to borrow more money. Yes. The college government complex. I noted last week that one of the reasons 
the Democrats push for saying screw you to the people who live responsibly and repay loans is that the more people who attend college, the more Democrats they get. Do you know that college education may now be more reliable than than illegal immigrants for the Democratic Party? A lot of people have thought that the that the agenda of allowing millions upon millions of people to illegally enter the country is a political one, and it is. They they do believe that these people are more reliably Democrat than the indigenous population of Americans. However, the really reliable group are the college-educated. The completely reliable group are those who went to graduate school and the most reliable group, I suspect, I'm not certain, has generally been black America. It's been the most reliable group for Democrats. What have they voted? It's over 90%, correct? Is that, is that right? Over 90% of the black vote is Democrat? If you would take a look, I'll, I'm very curious. Uh, we now have a competitor Competitor! Competitor! Who do you think I'm thinking of? Think of a group that is virtually as reliable as a 90% figure. Can you think of one? Well, I know what you're... What do you think I'm thinking of? That's fine. No, but there's a specific group of graduates. Female. Correct. Female graduates. If you know a female who went to graduate school in the, in the non-sciences, and probably even in the sciences, but especially the non-sciences, who is conservative, you know a very special human being. <laughs> oh, God. It's really something. The Biden administration's student loan debt cancellation plan may cost more than $1 trillion, according to an analysis from the University of Pennsylvania's Penn Wharton budget model. The largest potential cost driver, Penn Wharton, identified as the Biden administration's new income-driven repayment plan, which includes capping monthly student loan payments at 5% of a borrower's discretionary income and reforming the repayment guidelines to guarantee that no borrower who makes, quote, about the annual equivalent of a $15 minimum wage will have to make monthly loan payments. Debt cancellation alone will cost the United States up to $519 billion, Wharton found in an analysis published Friday. Loan forbearance, which allows borrowers to temporarily stop paying, will cost an estimated $16 billion. The income-driven repayment plan will initially cost $70 billion, but specific specific details have yet to be released. Finally, the report comes as the United States national debt is already more than $30.8 trillion, according to the Treasury. This is very disturbing. My view, based on facts, based on the data, solely on the data, my view, 
is that if a group that wished to bring down America were to put out a an agenda of things to do, it would match exactly what the Democrats are doing. Just the News, I think, yes, Just the News had an interview with me, and happily it, it saw the light of day on the Internet, and they reiterated my point that every Republican should run against the Democratic Party, not just against his or her opponent. Most Democrats are interchangeable, by the way, to a large extent. I wish most Republicans would be interchangeable. That's the way it is. You you vote for an idea. The Democratic idea is to bring down this country. I don't think they wake up all of them. Some do, like AOC and Ilan Omar, George Soros, not, not obviously not a politician. They do wake up and say, how can I destroy America as we know it? That it's a piece of crap country. How can I ruin it? How can I not ruin it? How can I improve it by destroying it? But most Democrats don't think that way. They have, they have in fact, convinced themselves that they are doing good. You are running against the left. That is what people need to understand who are running for office as a Republican. This passed a bill, um, and, and now this stuff about the cars. The governor of Virginia announced that he is not following California's lead. Washington State already did. No new gas-powered cars can be sold in California, by far the largest state, which drives the automobile industry after nine, after 2035. So that's in 13 years. In 13 years, you won't be able to buy a new gas-powered car, only electric cars. So Bjorn Lomborg has analyzed the effect of the first of the shoveling of hundreds of billions of dollars to the to the green industry. Did we ever have anything comparable of the government supporting private industry like this? I mean, there was a bailout um, in 2008 of the car industry, of GM, but that was a bailout. I don't recall anything like this, certainly not in the numbers that we have. This is all ideological, but it's not clear what the ideology is since it isn't about the planet because then they would build nuclear plants. What is it about? It's about disruption. When you think about who will be affected as a result of the moving over to electric cars, which I I find it impossible to believe that we will be able to sustain if technology is comparable to what it is today, with lithium, with batteries, the amount of earth that needs to be dug up 
in order to make one 1,000 pound battery for a typical electric car. But I will tell you how little the impact of all of this is when we return. The Fed is unstable and interest rates could go up at any moment. If you're thinking about buying a home to relocate or want to invest in real estate, now is the time. The time to lock in today's low rates at andrewandtodd.com. Even though housing prices are stabilizing or coming down, economic uncertainty, lack of building supplies, and limited new construction means real estate is in high demand. And the market is extremely competitive. When you lock in your loan with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at Sierra Pacific Mortgage, you'll have the pre-approved competitive edge to negotiate the best price with sellers and agents. Go to andrewandtodd.com right now. Get pre-approved today and have confidence that when you find the perfect property, you'll have the money ready to go to make that bid. Don't wait for interest rates to go up. Get pre-approved now and lock in today's still historically low rates. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. There's a uh, no-risk money-back guarantee, and you won't regret this. Switch to Pure Talk. Get one month free. Dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. So I want you to know, with all these draconian things happening, the hundreds of billions of dollars being corruptly spent by the government, meaning taking my money and your money, to fund green energy when we could be self-sustaining. That is the root of our inflation. Spending so much on energy, and it's not because of Putin's invasion of Ukraine. That may be true in Europe, but in the United States, we were self-sufficient under Donald Trump. Fracking is what, what was one of the major reasons, and fracking is much less carbon intensive. It's one of the great inventions of, uh, of the contemporary era. The U.S. has substantially reduced its carbon emissions over the past 15 years, unlike most other nations on this planet. This is largely owing, this is Bjorn Lomborg in the Wall Street Journal, This is largely owing to the fracking revolution that replaced a lot of America's coal with natural gas, which is cheaper and cleaner. Even without the new law, the U.S. was on track to cut emissions substantially by 2030, averaging their high and low emission predictions. The U.S. would drop emissions by almost 30% absent, absent the new law. With the new law, emissions will decline instead by a little over 37%. The, the, quote, most significant legislation in history, unquote, will actually cut emissions by less than 8 percentage points. The complete disruption of the economy. The increase in the national debt for cutting emissions less than 8 percentage points. If you plug the predicted emissions decline into the global model, the climate model, used for all major UN climate reports, it turns out the global temperature will be cut by, I'm going to have you guess, what degree Fahrenheit by the end of the century? 
okay, all the emissions declines will affect the temperature by the end of 2020, no, excuse me, by the end of the century, by 2099, by 2100, 78 years from now. Okay, you know by how much? Would you say five degrees? Would you say four? Do I hear three, two, one? Would you think it was worth it to cut the temperature by one degree? All of this is disruption economically, politically, personally. Here's the answer. Not one degree. Point zero, 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 nine degrees. I'm, I'm leaving silence so that you can get off the floor and resume listening. This is assuming the law's emissions reductions end when its funding does after 2030. But even if you charitably assume they'll somehow be sustained through 2100, let's say it's all sustained till 2100, the impact on global temperature will still be almost unnoticeable at 0. 0.028 degree Fahrenheit. If all of these emissions continue, and we're not continuing, all these emissions laws, they're not continuing in Europe. They're bankrupting their people. 80% increase in energy costs for the average Britain. For no Good reason, because fanatics, crackpot, bad fanatics called environmentalists are screwing their lives and laughing their way to the bank as the governments subsidize them and send them on international trips, sometimes in their own planes. They have a great life, these big-time big environmental, environmentalists. They, they think they're saving the planet, well, they're ruining it. All for point oh, what is that? Two eight. Have to remember that. Point zero two eight Fahrenheit. The law will similarly have little effect on the sea level. A model that calculates changes in ocean levels predicts waters will be somewhere between point oh oh six and 0.08 inch lower in 2100 than they would have been without the Inflation Reduction Act. So it has no effect. Didn't they say it goes higher? And he says it goes lower, the sea levels? Hmm. Predicts waters will be somewhere between 0.006 and 0.08 inch lower in 2100. Wow. Three-fourths of all emissions in the rest of this century will come from what are today developing countries, especially China, India, and nations in Africa. Folks, PragerU is fighting. We have two more days of fundraising with the month of August ending. Whatever you give today will be tripled. Tripled. Give $10, $30. 
please help the fighters. We're doing a lot of good work. PragerU.com, that's 833-PRAGERU. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. You got to hear this one, my friends. This story typifies what has happened to America because of the left as well as any. The report... When did this come out? Let's see. Is this yesterday's pay? Is this yesterday's report? August twenty fifth. What is today? August twenty eighth. Twenty ninth. Yes, the twenty ninth. So this came out last week, the end of last week. Uh, a local, a, a Dallas station, WFAA. Is that correct? Yeah, ABC. ABC affiliate. Okay, that's what I needed. It's odd that it doesn't say it anywhere on the page. Yeah, it does on the top left. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Doesn't matter. This. So this is this is from what we call a mainstream news source. Dallas Podcast Conference apologizes, quote, for the presence, unquote, of conservative podcaster Ben Shapiro. The world's largest podcast conference, holding an event in Dallas, apologized Thursday, so as I said, the end of the week, last week, for the presence of a conservative podcaster who showed up at his company's booth. The Podcast Movement Conference brings together some of the top and most popular podcast companies and voices every year. In 2022, the conference is being held at the Sheraton Dallas Hotel in downtown Dallas. Thursday morning, the conference tweeted an apology before the session started for the po- uh, yeah, sorry, for the day. Podcast movement apologized for Daily Wire co-founder and conservative political commentator Ben Shapiro being at the conference saying quote we take full responsibility for the harm done by his presence one of the most popular podcasters in America and one of the most popular American podcasters in the world they apologized for the harm 
Do they specify what harm? I read it, and I don't recall. What harm did he create? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the source you sent me last night. But I don't have the tweets. I have the article. That doesn't matter. This is what the podcast movement sent. That's the name of this podcast company. Hi, folks. We owe you an apology before sessions kick off for the day. Yesterday afternoon, Ben Shapiro briefly visited the PM, that's that's uh, the podcast movement, 22 Expo area near the Daily Wire booth. Though he was not registered or expected, we take full responsibility for the harm done by, by his presence. Okay. The Daily Wire, which is a conservative news website and media company, did have a booth near the PM22 Expo area according to Podcast Movement. It's most known for its podcast, The Ben Shapiro Show. Yep. Let's see. They had a follow-up tweet. There's no way around it. We agreed to sell the Daily Wire a first-time booth based on the company's large presence in podcasting. The weight of that decision is now painfully clear. Shapiro was a co-founder a drop-in, however unlikely, should have been considered a possibility. In other words, they regret inviting, no, not inviting, allowing the Daily Wire to have a booth at the Podcast Movement Conference. Young people should know that never in American history did we have anything analogous since the Civil War, let's put it that way. In terms of suppression of free speech, we've never had it like this. Ben Shapiro showed up, and these cowards at the podcast movement leadership, it's all cowardice, apologized for his coming there, just being present. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com.